Please stand clear of the doors. Por favor, manténganse alejado de las puertas. Welcome aboard the Walt Disney World Express Monorail, our highway in the sky. For those of you standing, please hold on to the handrails throughout our journey and stay clear of the doors. For the comfort of others, no smoking, please. Thank you. Hi, folks. You're listening to Two Men in the Mouse, episode 231 on the White Dragon Podcast Network, recorded live on September 28th, 2021. This is your everyday guide to the magic of Walt Disney World and the larger Disney universe beyond it. My name is Kevin Kessler, and I am joined, as always, by my good buddy, Peter Mandel. Hey, Kev. Hey, Pete. What's going on? Not much. It's time for a special episode of this show. Are you ready? I am. Uh, folks, we are two lifelong Disney fanatics who have managed to keep the magic of Disney alive in our lives every day. We want to share that magic with you. So pull up a chair, gather the family, or pop in your favorite set of headphones, and let's experience the magic together. Pete! Yep. Pete, I have been looking forward to this week for legit 25 years. I don't believe that, but okay. No. When I was a kid, and I went to the 25th anniversary of Walt Disney World, uh, and I saw the birthday cake castle... I said to myself, wow, I'm going to be able to go to the 50th anniversary, too. Like, I'll be 36, and I'll be able to go. Little did I know I would live here, but, you know, it's happening. It's, you know, the the most magical celebration on Earth is upon us in just a few days. Honestly, I'm not sure if I'm releasing this episode today or if I'm going to wait to release it on Friday. I think I'll probably release it today. Right? Yeah. Yeah. People can now, just... was young Kevin wondering, man, what's the cake going to look like then? Yeah. I was just like, I wonder if they're going to go chocolate cake for the 50th. If they're going to go, right? you know, red velvet wasn't really a thing yet. But I was like, maybe, nope. you know, like maybe some like cream cheese frosting on the red velvet of, you know, the, uh, you know, the, the, oh, man, could you imagine if they had gotten like, like cake boss to come in and like design the castle cake? Like, because I hate cake boss so much. Like it's actually a real cake. Yeah. He's going to go in there. He's going to be like, how am I going to build this cake? And then they got to like uh, dramatize it like walls are falling down. Yeah. 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 I I hate I hate how that show would insult my intelligence. Look, I got to build this cake. But first, me and my sisters are having a weight loss competition. No, no. (laughs) Or or like the episode where they're like, we got to build this wedding cake. And then like they try to take they're like taking it down the stairs and then like they drop the cake. And he's like, how am I going to rebuild this cake on time? And I'm like, I'm sure you're going to. And then, like, they show you after he builds it the second time, them taking it down an elevator. (laughs) And I'm like, really? Why wouldn't you just film you guys at the bottom of the stairs? Like, come on, man. (laughs) I I do love how much you hate this show, yet you're like, and then in this episode. I used to watch it all the time, dude. It wasn't my choice. (laughs) Uh, The... We like, but then like that same episode, they have to like the wedding cake. They had like a, a receptacle in the middle of it for doves to be in because uh-huh. you know when I think my dessert, I'm like, you know what we need in here? Birds. <laughs> we need live <laughs> birds inside the cake. Like that's just gonna make it perfect, right? So like his two like bumbling like chef sidekicks are like out by the by the river like trying to capture pigeons or something like that and i'm like come on no one is this dumb outside of like like like, you know the looney tunes or home alone right harry and marv out there trying to capture pigeons 
<sighs> oh, speaking, you know what? Speaking of birds, I, I, I before we jump into the news, I, people, the I said something about this in our Facebook group, and people have been like on me for weeks to talk about it, and I keep forgetting every episode. There have been not one, but two new like bird situations that have occurred. Okay, like what? Of me being harassed and attacked by birds in Walt Disney World. I'm not even okay. kidding. Like, I'm not making this up. It keeps happening. So I brought my laptop to, to, to do some work, and I sat at Casey's Corner. I got a hot dog, and I got fries, and I was sitting there, and I'm, you know, I finished my hot dog. I'm eating my fries. The biggest crow you have ever seen. I mean, like, this was like Maleficent's raven jumps right. onto the table and steals my fries. So now I'm like, well, these fries are done because they've been touched by a bird. So now I have to throw the fries out. So I go, I throw the fries out, I come back and I sit down. Now, this fat expectant duck comes waddling up to me. And you know Disney ducks, they're spoiled rotten. They're like they're 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 like, yeah, you know, the world owes them everything, right? Right. And so the duck looks at me and I can I can like hear I can like hear its mind. It's just, it's like, "All right, human, you understand how this transaction works? By the rules of duck law, your bread is now forfeit." And I'm like, "I have no bread. I've got no fries left. I just threw all the fries out because they were touched by a bird. I'm not." And I typically enjoy ducks. I I grew up with the Robin River in my backyard. I we had ducks in the yard all the time. Ducks are the birds that like I like. Right. And so I'm like, "All right, no, sorry, sorry duck. Like I have no I have no carb carbohydrates for you. The duck bit me on the leg. Didn't you at least think like give him a couple bucks, let him go get something, <laughs> right? Like like throw him a quarter or something like that. There you go, then, go, go. Get he realizes something. it's Disney World and that won't buy him. No, I would have had to throw him at least four dollars to go get something. But yeah, no, it'd be worth it to not get bit. I got bit by a duck, and if this story sounds familiar, it's because it happened to my friend Lauren when we were in Disney years ago, and I laughed at her about it. And now it's happened to me. Huh. Man, dude, these 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 Disney birds, like they are crazed. Animals can sense like things. All right, so then a couple uh like a uh, few trips ago, I was in Liberty Square. A friend of mine got had gotten a turkey leg at the Liberty Square market. So there's, you know, one of those birds with like the big long like uh-huh. curved beaks that look like they sound like the Mad Hatter. Like excuse I feel me. Like we- I feel like we should learn what that bird is called because I see them all the time yes. there, and I'm like, "Look, it's that bird. It's that bird. That doesn't it look like it would sound like the man had it? Like, excuse me, can you spare a crumb?" <laughs> but anyway, so my friend is eating a turkey leg, and they're like, you know, the, like a piece, like like they they put the like a piece of it down on the table, right? And this bird is looking, and I'm like, "No, there's no way this bird is." And I'm sitting like right next to the piece. The bird leaps onto the table, terrifying me. I scream and jump back. This bird, and yeah, you know, they got those little t- teeny tiny little beaks. This was uh-huh. a giant hunk of turkey, and it took it up in its beak, and like its mouth like expanded like a space alien. And it just like wolfed it down, like swallowed it down. First of all, it's a bird eating another bird. So right away, I'm like, cannibalism. And then I was like, all right, we're done. We're done. We have to leave. We have to leave right now because, like, next it's going to try to unhinge its jaw and swallow me. So we have to go. So there you That's go. That's just crazy. I, I don't understand it, dude. I don't understand why it keeps happening. Do you think maybe it's all the Hoot Gibson jokes? 
I mean, that's definitely a possibility. Right? Like, I've, I've like, harped on Hoot Gibson for so long. I've just, like, kicked him while he's down, and now the birds are just like, let's see how you like it. This is their way of getting back at you. Yeah. For the record, you know, to Hoot Gibson, I just want to let you know, I'm not sorry. You're a miserable failure, and you deserve every bad thing that's ever happened to you. Kevin will keep getting bit. Yeah. At this Bring point. It on. I'm, I'm, I'm going to stick to my guns on this, Pete. I am sticking to my guns. Wait until At they me, start birds. pooping on you. All right. Anyway, enough about those winged terrors, those tiny dinosaurs that 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 hunger for our carbohydrates and souls. Uh, let's get to the news this week. Brought to you by our good friend and sponsor, Dave Weigert of Magical Travel, who will plan your Disney vacation for you at no additional cost to you. You can always find Dave by sending an email to DisneyDaveW at Verizon.net and let him know two men in the mouse sent you. All right. Uh, we have got some news this week, mostly surrounding the 50th, before we get into our big 50th extravaganza e-ticket attraction. Are you ready for this? Um, let's do it. We are going to hop into worldwide news. All right, we're going to get it out of the way first. We have a Genie Plus update. I figure let's just go through, talk about it very briefly, and then just get on to like magical stuff. Where get this, get, you know? I feel like we have to talk about the the stupid genie because you know it, you know, it's a thing we have to do to to give the news. But I don't want to harp on it. Does that make sense? Yeah. Okay. So originally it was believed that the Disney Genie was going to launch probably around like this week or next week but it appears that it is actually going to go live shortly after the 50th anniversary uh ww magic's sources have said that the rollout of disney genie has been pushed back a couple of weeks shifting from the first week to the third week of october 2021 timings may shift further and until officially announced by disney should be treated as speculation for the west coast the debut at disneyland is expected a few weeks later so we're getting it first in addition to the shift in start date, the lineup of individual attraction purchases for Lightning Lane access is now expected to be the following. Hollywood Studios, Rise of the Resistance, and Slinky Dog Dash. Magic Kingdom, Space Mountain, and Seven Dwarfs Mine Train. Epcot, Frozen Ever After, and Remy's Ratatouille Adventure. Disney's Animal Kingdom, Expedition Everest, and Avatar Flight of Passage. So as a reminder, these are attractions that are not likely to be included as part of the $15 per day Disney Plus service and would require individual attraction purchase to access the Lightning Lane. Pricing for this option will vary by date, attraction, and park. That is still to be announced. Uh, Sources have said, uh, supposedly reliable sources have said, that pricing will be somewhere between $4 and $24 depending on the date, attraction, and demand. Okay, uh, in better news, Disney's... Oh, when is your trip, by the way, your next trip? Uh, I'm going end of October. Oh, okay, so maybe if they like keep putting it off, you'll be able to avoid the the, the genie. I, I was just thinking that, but I think more likely I'll be there like when it starts. Probably. You're going to be a, a genie. Are you going to do this? Of course. Oh, dude. Oh, I hate that you have to do it. I, I don't want to do it. I, but I, I know, like I know, and I'm not faulting to. you for doing it. I feel like you have to. Let me tell you the last thing. I, I really don't want to do it and be the first person to do it. I like when other people can give me. I, you know me. I'm always oh, yeah. a control freak. I have to be prepared. So to have no preparation, like, hey, go and figure it out and let us know. Um, I, don't, I never really want to be that guy. Yeah, for the last six years, for the last six years, I have been your guinea pig. You you've always been like Kevin. Go and do this and tell me what it's like. Yep. So, um, yeah, yeah, I totally get it. All right, the Disney 50th anniversary has arrived at Orlando International Airport. Are you flying in for this trip, or are you driving? Uh, flying. Okay, so you're going to see this. They, they, they have completely 50th anniversary up 
uh, Orlando International Airport, also known as MCO. I will see this next week when I have to fly up to New Jersey for the New York Comic Con. Travelers arriving in Orlando International Airport are now getting a taste. What? You're doing Comic Con? Yeah. I feel like I'm going to pass on Comic Con. Yeah, you had mentioned that to me before, like, and I don't blame you for that. I'm I'm still up in the air. I have people who want me to go, but I feel like like I Funko pulled out. Yeah, I was shocked that Funko pulled out. I I think this is going to be like a toned down. Yeah, Comic Con. Yeah, I mean, I'm kind of okay with that. I mean, I'm mostly just going to get Morty footage. So, right, I did go in. um, I saw a concert in Jersey City on friday night and it was the first time i went someplace that you had to show your vaccine card oh interesting so it was interesting comic-con you know, is like, going to be like that too so yeah got mine I, i've got mine in like I a little like, yeah i've got it in like a little plastic holder you can also just show a picture as long as you have your id like matching you okay. know um they didn't require us to bring it so well i've got it. it it sits in my wallet it never leaves it so i'm afraid of bringing mine i don't want to lose it I, I could see that Anyway, travelers arriving at Orlando International Airport are now getting a taste of the world's most magical celebration as soon as they arrive. Disney Imagineers have installed Disney Fab 50 art on the terminal train stations, complete with projections on the walkway mirroring the iridescent light patterns found in the Magic Kingdom. This is super cool. At the airport's Magic of Disney store, the 36-foot-long video display is showcasing the beacons of magic that will transform the icons of all four Walt Disney World theme parks. I love this. I love it. I love when Disney does anything in Orlando Airport. Like when when they opened um Galaxy's Edge and they had the stormtroopers and stuff like that on the on the train tubes. But yep. this is really neat. I mean, there's projections, there's wraps on the monorails. There I mean, I am very, very into this idea. I, I always like I always find it funny for like people that are going to Orlando that are not going to Disney and they're just hitting the face with all this Disney stuff. I know, right? The second they step off the plane. So Disney has been piloting the uh, the early theme park entry for the last couple days. Right. It hasn't like officially rolled out yet, but it's kind of in like a soft launch. So let's take a look at how it works so that all of you guys who are staying at resorts can figure it out uh, to, you know, get early access to some of these attractions. All right. Transportation Ticket Center for Magic Kingdom Parking opens at 745 a.m. for those arriving by car. The security bag check opens around 755 a.m. Guests traveling from Walt Disney World hotels can board Disney transportation approximately 45 minutes before the start of early theme park entry. The main entrance uh, tap points allow all guests onto Main Street USA as soon as they arrive, so it's regardless of resort stay. Everyone can walk the length of Main Street USA and enter any open locations. That's all pretty much par for the course that we've already experienced. Walt Disney World Resort hotel guests are then directed to the right side of Main Street to a checkpoint at Tomorrowland or Fantasyland. Cast members at this point scan magic bands or tickets to verify a resort stay. Once clear of the checkpoint, those guests then join a rope drop at either Fantasyland or Tomorrowland. The left side land entrances off the hub, including Adventureland and Liberty Square, have a traditional rope drop that does not open until the official park opening time for both resort and non-resort guests. Wait times during the 30-minute early entry period were very low, mostly walk-on, although expect this to change as more guests become aware of the benefit. Early theme park entry is expected to run through at least the duration of the 18-month-long World's Most Magical Celebration, but no end date has been announced. Okay, so here's a list of the open attractions during the 30-minute early theme park entry time. All right, before we get into that, you get in, you can go on Main Street with everybody else, but then you go to the right 
over by where either to go to Fantasyland, over by the teacups, or into Tomorrowland. Okay. So, and then they're going to scan you there. Magic Kingdom, Small World, Astro Orbiter, Buzz Lightyear, Space Ranger Spin, Dumbo, Mad Tea Party, Philhar Magic, Peter Pan, Prince Charming's Carousel, Seven Doors Mine Train, Space Mountain, The Barnstorm, and The Many Adventures of Winnie the Pooh, Tomorrowland Speedway, Tomorrowland Transit Authority, People Mover, Under the Sea Journey, Little Mermaid, and The Carousel of Progress. I don't know about you, but I am running right to The Carousel of Progress. I mean, to get it with no weight, it's got to be something. Right? I mean, uh, conspicuous by its absence, Splash Mountain. Uh, Big Thunder Mountain. It almost it's it seems like like um, Frontierland is kind of just not participating here, from what I see. Right, but you know, maybe in a way you can ride a thing or two things or three things and work yeah. your way over there. So when they actually do rope drop, you're like boop right on. Well, you know what, and also like you know, I'm not seeing like Liberty. Uh, it looks like Adventureland, Liberty Square, Frontierland are not participating in this because I'm not seeing Haunted Mansion on here. Right. I'm not seeing uh, Jungle Cruise. I'm not seeing Pirates. So not so that's where they've got the rope drop ropes, but I guess you still can't get over into those areas yet? Interesting, right? Yeah, definitely. Epcot, Beauty and the Beast sing-along, Frozen Ever After, Mission Space, Soarin' Around the World, Spaceship Earth, Test Track, and The Seas with Nemo and Friends. Hollywood Studios, Alien Swirling Saucers, Mickey and Minnie's Runaway Railway, Millennium Falcon Smuggler's Run, Rockin' Roller Coaster, Slinky Dog Dash, Star Wars The Adventures Continues, The Twilight Zone Tower of Terror, and Star Wars Rise of the Resistance. That's a huge one. Yeah, I mean, that's the big one. That is the big one. You know, I didn't see uh, an Epcot that didn't have Remy's on here, so... Well, Remy's is going virtual queue. Yes, so it is going virtual queue when it opens up, so... Which, do you really think that's necessary? Listen, I'm going to tell you this, because I've thought about this. Remy's, I'm sure we've, I've talked about it at length, the, the ride capacity. There is no one that should, if, if they're doing virtual queue and you can only ride once, right? Like they did with Rise. Yeah. There is no one in that park that shouldn't be able to get on that ride. I agree. That ride is a quarter of the time that Rise of the Resistance is. Yes. 100%. Theoretically, you should be able to put four times the amount of people on that ride. And it loads it loads pretty consistently. Out, yeah. But you watch. I'm telling you right now, Kevin, that will not be virtual queue for long. I was uh, That was my next question. Do you think that's going to... Because Rise of the Resistance had a virtual queue for like two years. I, I, and you and I have talked about why the virtual queue has now gone away. Yes, because they want you to pay for the stupid genie. Correct. Well, guess what? If every single person in Epcot can virtual queue Remy's, then no, no one's, one's going to pay for it. Do you think they're going to cut the virtual queue short to get you to try to pay for it? No, because the only way they could really cut it short is to be like, we're out for the day. Right. Do you know what I mean? Right. So they can't, I don't think, in, even Disney, I don't think in good conscience can be like, we're out for the day unless you pay for it. So I think you're going to see virtual queue removed really soon because mm-hmm. people are going to rush over to Remy's and Remy's is going to have a two hour wait. And there's going to be people who are like, I don't want to wait two hours with my like little kid. Right. Especially for that ride. Like, I mean, right. good ride, cute ride, not worth a two hour wait. Right. The, uh, by the way, I'm, I'm officially like in, in, the in the realm of Ellen's energy adventure with stupid Judy, I'm officially now only referring to it as stupid genie. Oh, nice. Which, by the way, I really hate because the genie is like my favorite non Fab Five Disney character. Yeah. So I'm like, it, it breaks my heart a little bit that he's associated with this. But, you know, I've dealt with people that I admire. 
being associated with bad things in the past. So it, it's inevitable. Animal Kingdom, Avatar Flight of Passage, Dinosaur Expedition Everest, It's Tough to Be a Bug, Navi River Journey, Triceratop Spin. Obviously, everyone's running to Flight of Passage for this. Yeah. No um, no safari that early. No, I know. No super early morning safari. All right, participating hotels. We've got all the Disney resorts. Like, So if it's a Disney resort, you can, you can go there. We've also got um, Shades of Green. Signia by Hilton Orlando, Bonnet Creek, Waldorf Astoria, Orlando, the Bee Resort and Spa Lake Buena Vista, the Doubletree Suites by Hilton Orlando, Hilton Orlando Buena Vista Palace, um, Hilton Orlando Lake Buena Vista, Holiday Inn Orlando, Wyndham Garden Lake Buena Vista, Wyndham Lake Buena Vista, and Four Seasons Resort Orlando. These are all resorts, for the most part, that are on Disney property. Like A lot of these are the Hotel Plaza Boulevard resorts over by Disney Springs. or Not resorts. These are hotels. Let's be real. Uh, Except the Four Seasons. That's a resort. Uh, Disney uh, is going to live stream the two new nighttime shows on October 1st. Are you going to be watching? Um, Are you going to wait to see it? Not Harmonious. Okay. I want to see Harmonious. Okay. Uh, Epcot's Harmonious will be live streamed on Wednesday, September 29th, actually, which is tomorrow at 9 p.m. And Disney Enchantment will be live streamed on Thursday, September 30th at 10.15 p.m. Okay, so I was wrong. It wasn't October 1st. I, I mixed my days up. Right, right. Both will be on the official Disney Parks blog and also he, and also on WW Magic. I'm, sh- I'm wondering if our buddy uh, Mark Daniel is going to be hosting. I would hope so. He usually he does. These are, yeah, these are usually like his wheelhouse. Uh, okay, the preview of Disney Enchantment on September 30th will be taking place outside of regular park hours at the Magic Kingdom for invited guests only. However, the performance of Harmonies on September 29th is during regular park hours, so it should be available to park guests on that day in person. I actually got a, a thing uh, yesterday being like, hey, pass holders can register to come to this, you know, preview of the nighttime show. And I was like, I can't do it. I am. I have plans on Wednesday night, and then on Thursday night, I'm actually going to Halloween Horror Nights for the first time ever. Oh, cool. I, yeah. That always looks like fun. I've never done it before. My best friend was like, hey, I'm surprising you with a ticket to Halloween Horror Nights. Let's go. And I was just like, oh, all right. Six years in, I'm finally going. Resort news, we got nothing. Water park news, nothing. Disney Springs news, nothing. Magic Kingdom news, though. Uh, Let the Magic Begin opening show is returning to Walt Disney World. The, the opening show that's not as good as the one that used to be on Main Street. Yeah. I really don't like it. The official Walt Disney World website is now listing Let the Magic Begin Castle Show is returning to the Magic Kingdom from October 1st. Performance times are listed as five minutes before the official park opening time. Magic Kingdom has been without the show since reopening in July 2020. The castle stage is going undergoing a transformation for the 50th. It will have a new look for the world's most magical celebration. Crews are busy installing a new vinyl flooring to cover the entire surface of the stage. It's blue. It's got a. It's got the Castle 50th logo on it. Um, it says the world's most magical celebration tagline, and it's got a like a Cinderella castle drawing in the center, which is kind of interesting because you know it's the base of Cinderella Castle. If I want to see Cinderella Castle, I can just look up. That's true. Also. So at the moment, the only show that's scheduled to be there is the Let the Magic Begin, uh, you know, opening show. But I'm sure they'll be using it when they film for the Christmas parade. Yep. Parade, quote unquote, uh, if they even do it this year. And they did it last year, though, didn't they? 
Yeah, I don't think the Disney World portion is the parade anymore. But no, the Disney World portion is like the here's a celebrity that you know if you're over the age of seventeen, you don't know who they are, and you know, I, I don't know. Yeah. I like I watched it one Christmas morning with my family. I'm like, I have no idea who any of these people are. This is horrible. Yeah, you know me. I used to record it every Christmas and watch it multiple times. And then one year, I I can almost remember the year. One year, I was just like, oh. This isn't for me anymore. Like, it's not even entertaining for me. Bummer. So tomorrow we have the confectionery reopening, and it's uh, got a new sponsor. It was it was formerly sponsored by Smuckers, with a name like Smuckers. You know, the confectionery's got to be good. But now the confectionery will be uh, uh, sponsored by Mars, not the planet, the candy company. Be cool, but it's planet. Yeah, wouldn't be really neat. Like like Martian greetings, Earthlings. Martians bring to you confections. You know, I was looking at the menu because now, like, you know, even in the window, it says Skittles. Yeah. And listen, I've eaten my fair share of Skittles in my life, right? You've got to taste the rainbow once in a while. Sure. They have sugar cookies with Skittles on it. That sounds gross. That really does sound gross. Like, like, like I don't view Skittles as a combination candy. My brain went through, like, like it was like the question mark, and then it was, that sounds nasty. Oh man. Okay. Oh well, you know Mars. Uh, I, by the way, my Martian voice kind of sounded a little bit like Morty Monster, didn't it? <laughs> uh, the six-month-long refurbishment involved a complete interior refurb and expansion into the adjacent chapeau space. In addition to the new look, the Main Street Confectionery is now hosted by Mars Candy, replacing the previous Smuckers. New details have been installed in the windows. It now says Main Street Confection Confectionery, the home of Mars Candy treats. So I know you weren't crazy about that kind of thing, but I don't mind. I like that. It says it's still like old timey. It blends in. Yeah. I mean, it kind of yeah. reminds me of like, I mean, a nuke. So it's almost like an M&M store now, but like with more stuff. But a, they still have all the classics. Yeah. Well, a new color kitchen area will offer 38 varieties of M&Ms and Skittles. Just don't mix them up because that would really be gross. Have you been in the M&M store in springs i have yeah i'm i've gone in there and like a couple times and the one in springs it's been open that long yeah huh all right well i mean i also went multiple times on one trip so and you could not get to like the m&m's the line was so crazy oh it's not like that anymore okay i was like man i don't even get this they're m&m's like i don't even care that much to wait on this line it has significantly calmed down uh you can you could just walk in now whenever and uh yeah there's never a problem to even get to the m&ms but it's it's like you know it's that thing in disney where it's new so it has a long line club cool has a long line right now pete i have not been able to get to club cool i believe it (sighs) ridiculous all right uh there's also gonna be new custom popcorn that lets you choose from four popcorn flavors caramel rainbow fruit buttery and cheddar and that's gonna be topped off with a selection of m&ms or skittles candies or chocolate drizzle that sounds gross. Putting M- putting Skittles in like the M and M's not so much, but like Skittles in popcorn in like cheddar popcorn. I don't get it. I don't get the Skittles add on to things. Do you think this caramel popcorn is going to be like the caramel popcorn you can get in Germany? No, no, nothing like it. They have caramel popcorn in other places in Disney. It's not not as, as it's not the same, yeah. right? There are more than 30 new items unique to Main Street Confectionery, and the onstage kitchen lets you watch returning favorites like candy apples and Mickey Crisp Rice, Rick, Mickey Crisped Rice cereal treats be made. 
uh, I like how they call it crisped rice cereal treats because they can't say Rice Krispies, I guess. Right. All right, Epcot news. Um, remember Future World? How much we love Future World? Of course. It's gone. Disney has announced that the new neighborhoods of Epcot will officially be debuting beginning October 1st, 2021, despite nothing being done. <laughs> we're going to we're going with the new names despite the fact that none of the new things are actually done. What do you think about that? Yep. What do you think? I about think so I think it sounds about right. Yeah. Uh, Future World will be replaced with World Nature, World Discovery. Um, I'm sorry. It's going to be replaced with World Nature, World and World Discovery, and World Celebration, while World Showcase is going to be unchanged. Uh, we've known about the new names since the Epcot overhaul was announced back in 2019, but the exact date of the changeover was unknown until now. Here is how Disney describes each of, it, each of its Epcot neighborhoods for when, you know, it's complete. <clears throat> All right. World Celebration. Offers new experiences that connect guests with one another and the world around them. The Epcot Entrance Plaza welcomes guests with open pathways and sweeping green spaces that beautify the entryway. Bridging the past, present, and future of Epcot is a new fountain at the base of Spaceship Earth with three majestic pylons. That's there currently. The Entrance Plaza also features new lighting and music as well as flags flanking the fountain featuring six original Epcot icons. That is also currently there. Beginning October 1st, Spaceship Earth transforms at night into a beacon of magic with new lights shining across the geodesic sphere's reflective panels. These lights connect to one another in a symbol of optimism resembling stars in a nighttime sky. This actually looks really neat. I saw them testing it. Yeah, you saw it live testing it? No, I saw it online. I mean, I've seen pictures and video and stuff, but I, I'm really curious what it looks like in person. The creation shop is a thing that exists. The less you say about it, the better. Adjacent to that is Club Cool, and then as guests pass Spaceship Earth, in the future they will discover a breathtaking new view of World Showcase from Dreamer's Point. World Celebration will also feature a new statue honoring the legacy of the original Dreamer Walt Disney, plus beautiful natural environments and global design elements filled with Disney magic. Surrounding this enchanted garden will be new merchandise and dining locations, along with a newly reimagined festival area that will be home to ever-changing events in a new, unique environment. Now, I don't know what the festival area is going to be. I have heard that the festival center that was supposed to be built is no longer part of this. Remember that? Yes. I heard that that got axed, so I don't know. World Nature, which is going to be the area over by Soren, dedicated to understanding and preserving the beauty on balance of the natural world. It includes the land and the seas with Nemo and Friends pavilions, as well as the forthcoming journey of water inspired by Moana, which I don't think they've started unless, unless it's going to be further out toward the center than I assumed it would be. I guess they haven't even started building it yet. That doesn't surprise me either. The Land Pavilion film Awesome Planet shows, you know, we, we know what's there. Journey of Water, inspired by Moana, will be the first Disney Park experience evoking the hit Walt Disney Animation Studios film. This lush exploration trail will invite guests to meet and play with magical living water. Just like a Mo Moana's friend, the ocean, water will have a personality of its own, helping guests learn how to protect natural water cycle in a fun and engaging way. And then World Discovery is going to be over by Mission Space. You got Mission Space. You've got Guardians of the Galaxy. You've got Space 220. Um, and you're going to have that new um, that new area that's coming to the Wonders of Life Pavilion. And, of course, World Showcase. We, we know what World Showcase is. Right. Animal Kingdom news. There's none of it. Nothing new. No more baby animals. No more no. anything like that. Uh, Hollywood Studios news, however. Muppets Haunted Mansion has come to Muppet Vision 3D. 
heard about this. Disney will promote the upcoming release of Muppet Haunted Mansion on Disney Plus with preview scenes in the pre-show from Muppet Vision 3D at Hollywood Studios. The updated pre-show begins October 1st. You can also catch a unique Muppets Haunted Mansion magic shot from Disney Photo Pass at the Magic Kingdom's Haunted Mansion from October 8th, 2021. Muppets Haunted Mansion will debut on Disney Plus starting October 8th, 2021. I am so excited. Never before have two things that I love come together in such a way. Yeah, this is this is going to be pretty fantastic. That trailer really got me excited. Yeah, the trailer was very good. Though, you know, a couple things spring to mind immediately for the trailer, and they all have to center around the ousting of Steve Whitmire. Okay. Uh, one, if Steve Whitmire were still there, uh, Kermit would have a more featured role. Because I think they realize that Matt Vogel's Kermit is deeply unpopular with people. And as such, Kermit's role in the Muppets seems to have been kind of diminished instead of just getting a new voice. Uh, and if it were, if Steve Whitmire were still there, it would not be Gonzo and Pepe, the King Prawn. It would be Gonzo and Rizzo. Right. Because that was always the duo. And I loved that duo. Pepe's got a lot to prove in this one to me. But I thought the Fozzie g- gags looked, Fozzie's the Hatbox Ghost was pretty, was pretty cool. Piggy as Matt yeah. Leota looked pretty cool. Yep. Uh, you know, we, we, we've got our typical Muppet, um, you know, parade of celebrity guests that are coming in. Will Arnett and whatnot. Danny Trejo is kind of like their go-to now. He's in like everything. Yeah. They do. He's going to be in. Uh, I don't know if you watch the Netflix He-Man cartoon. I do not. I've heard he's going to voice a character in season. Well, part two of season one. I you know what? I, <laughs> I decided to. So sorry about that. You're all right. You just I don't like, think so. You just like I'm not even editing that out. You just like spit soda out your nose. <laughs> oh my gosh, so funny. Oh my gosh. Um, <clears throat> but anyway, uh, yeah, I decided I wasn't going to watch that until all of season one was out. Uh, that you know what? That's a very wise choice. Having seen season one yeah. or you know part one and enjoyed <laughs> it. You've made the right call there. Well, you know what? Season one, like, like He-Man is not a thing where I'm like, oh, He-Man's out. I got to watch that the second it drops. Like, it was never a... I had the sword, but it was never a big thing for me. Oh, see, I love it. Yeah. I mean, I'm... So I, I, I can wait until the second part of the season comes out. Indiana Jones Epic Stunt Spectacular is returning soon to Hollywood Studios. Cast and crew are returning to work over the next couple of weeks as the show prepares to return. Rehearsals are planned to begin mid-October. With a view to the show returning to Walt Disney World toward the end of the year or early 2022. The show has remained closed since the COVID shutdown in March of 2020. We've already seen Beauty and the Beast live on stage in a celebration of the Festival of the Lion King. So this show is likely to be modified and will feature fewer performers than the original show. And finally, Rise of the Resistance has a standby line now. This is a new development, to, as we mentioned it earlier, to get you to buy the stupid genie. Um... As a reminder, the virtual queue is no longer available, with standby line being the only way to experience the ride. For a quick look at rope drop, uh, let's let you know what let's run through what it's like. So according to WWMagic.com, <clears throat> in their rundown of the new arrival process, the parking plaza opens to cars at 7.45 a.m. with guests passing through security and entering the park immediately. Cast members then direct guests heading for Star Wars Rise of the Resistance to the left-hand side of Sunset Boulevard, passing alongside Hollywood and Vine. The rope drop is located just before the Backlot Express, restaurant the, the uh, across from the Mickey Shorts Theater. The actual rope drop takes place at 8:30 a.m. with guests then moving in a heavily congested pack towards Star Wars Galaxy's Edge. In a post-COVID world, I'm looking at these pictures, 
And I am like, uh-uh, absolutely not, never, ever, ever. Today, um, it, it honestly looks like it did when on opening day, because I was there for opening day, and I experienced that craziness. And on the first day of the virtual of the standby queue, it looked just like it with everybody like wall to wall people all the way down outside the Muppet uh, Theater. The first guests were entering the main ride queue under the marquee at 8.50 a.m. The extended queues have been set up around Star Wars Galaxy's Edge to uh, make way for overflow. The posted wait time as of 8.50 a.m. was 120 minutes, moving to 180 minutes by 9.15 a.m. During the first hour of operations, the line for Rise of the Resistance began at Star Tours. Guests wishing to visit Galaxy's Edge for anything other than Rise of the Resistance use a line on the left side and bypass that busy line. Entry to Galaxy's Edge is not possible from Toy Story Land at Rope Drop, but it does open shortly thereafter. By 10 a.m., the queue was largely being contained in the expanded overflow queue areas that use part of the Muppet Vision queue. I don't love that. At 11 a.m., the wait was very manageable at 75 minutes and was entirely contained in the indoor space of Rise of the Resistance. The actual wait time was more in the, re- in the region of 20 minutes despite the posted 75 minutes. Uh, the opening of the 2 p.m. park hopping window did not appear to cause any spike with waits at 3 p.m. falling to just 50 minutes as of 3.15 p.m. Okay, so this, is, this really isn't as big of a deal as, as people made it out to be. Yeah, no. And so here's my thing. Yeah, at opening, at rope drop, this is going to be a two-hour wait every day probably because everyone that's getting there is going right to it. So don't go to it, folks. Wait. Go to it later in your day. Go ride Slinky Dog because you know what? Or Mickey and Minnie's Runaway Railway because people aren't running there. Get right on. Do both of those rides in your morning. Get them out of the way. Go to Tower of Terror. Go to Rock and Roller Coaster. Everyone's going to be in Galaxy's Edge. And then as people, two hours into your day, as people are filtering out into the rest of the park, you slip into Galaxy's Edge and you've got a much shorter wait. That's a little, you know, I get it, though. Like tip. Even on my trip, and I know all this, I still am going to spend the majority of my morning in Galaxy's Edge. Why the morning? Why does it have to be the morning? Because that's the thing I want to do. I'm so excited about it. Now, I'm not saying I'm going to do Rise. Okay. But but that's like my my typical like universal strategy is the same thing. I don't go to if I get there in the morning, I don't go right to Harry Potter. Right. I you know, I, I go experience the rest of everything and, you know, let let the, the Potterheads filter out. And then I, you know, I get in there. But, well, you know, it is for me, too. I mean, I, you know, I like to do a lot of like shopping there. I know I booked my lightsabers and droids right early. So. You're right. Maybe I'll do like Mickey and Minnie's and then kind of bang out all my like shopping, which takes yeah. a little bit. Yeah. I think it's a great idea. But I mean, like, especially like when you have you, I know you've been monitoring these wait times as I have. I, so I did this uh, the other day, 55 minute wait, not bad. And it doesn't even take that long. And by the end of the day, 40 minutes. That's right? wild. Like, it's not that bad. And this part of this could be because crowds are down right now. You know, yes, that's like, definitely true. Also, across the board, crowds are down right now. But I mean, I don't know, man. I don't think you need to run to this first thing in the morning. I really don't. I think that um, it's a manageable thing if you just throw a little strategy behind it. You agree? Yeah. I mean, again, it just started, so we got to kind of like see how it pans out. Yes. Yes. 
All right, and that's the news this week. That's some good news. And we got some good news. We got a lot of good news. All right, folks, we're going to take a quick break here from our sponsors, and we'll be back with our 50th anniversary e-ticket attraction of the week. Stay tuned, folks. More Two Men in the Mouse coming at you right after this. You know, Pete, it's hard work planning a Disney vacation. Of course. Your whole family has to get going. You got to pack everything up. You got to figure out where you're eating. You got to figure out where you're staying. But you know what makes life so much easier makes your trip planning a more fun experience? Tell me. That sounds like something I need. Absolutely. You need a travel agent. Do we know one of those? We absolutely do. We know our good friend and sponsor, Dave Weikert of Magical Travel, the official travel agent of Two Men in the Mouse, folks. We've both used him. Yes, we have. Dave Weikert plans our Disney vacations all the time, and we would not recommend him if we didn't use his services ourselves. Dave started his Cranford-based business here in in 2008, in that time, has been planning hundreds of Walt Disney World vacations. Dave plans every trip as if it was his own, and you will never find someone more passionate about Disney. Very easy to work with, and will do his best to make sure you're satisfied. Working with Dave, you're likely to pay less and get more. And what's better than that, Peter Mandel? Tell me. You never pay a charge for Dave's services. It is 100% free. Dave will plan your entire trip for no additional cost to you. That sounds awesome. Absolutely. Dave has helped over 875 families enjoy their Disney vacations. A graduate of the College of Disney Knowledge, Dave has visited every Disney World resort and has personally stayed at 12 Disney World resorts. He's dined also at every Disney restaurant. He's crazy about Disney food. That is an accomplishment. Absolutely. I wish I could say I did that. That's like the snack challenge times 10. Yep. Dave also gives you Disney dollars for land packages and shipboard credits for any Disney Cruise Line vacations you might be going. Uh, This can be used as cash at any Disney destination or store. Traveling with kids in your party, Dave will also provide you autograph books for all your kids. He gave them to us? Absolutely. Your kids went down with Dave Weicker autograph books. Of course. Well, Disney autograph books supplied by Dave Weicker. Depends how his name on it. Dave simplifies your life by booking your complete vacation, including resort stay, airlines, Disney meal plans, and park passes. Also, checks daily for new discounts. When specials are announced, he immediately checks availability and rebooks your vacation at the lowest possible price. Dave can also book all your Disney dining and will do his best to get hard-to-book reservations like Cinderella's Royal Table and Be Our Guest. It's really, truly a no-brainer. Folks, take the stress out of your life. Dave Weikert of Magical Travel, the official travel agent of Two Men in the Mouse. If you and your family are taking a trip to the Orlando area this year, your little ones deserve to stroll in style. Lugging a stroller from home can be an annoying and frustrating part of the first leg of your journey, and renting those hard plastic strollers from Disney theme parks can be both costly and uncomfortable for your kids. Well, I'm here to tell you about the solution to your child transport problems, and that's Kingdom Strollers. Kingdom Strollers is a Disney-featured stroller and crib provider that does exactly what you're looking for at a great price. Not only is it less expensive than renting a stroller from the theme parks themselves, but these are padded luxury models with features like drink holders, canopies, storage baskets, and more. What's more, you keep this stroller with you for your entire trip, whereas park-rented strollers, you got to return them before you leave the park that day. This is going to make those late-night post-fireworks bus stop queues so much easier, and Dad's shoulders are going to thank you for it. So, how does it work? You just go to kingdomstrollers.com and make your selection on the stroller or crib that's right for your child. Just let the good folks over there know a great time for delivery and pickup and where you'll be staying. You can pick your stroller or crib up from the luggage stand at your resort and then drop them back off there at the end of your stay. So pack light, leave your stroller at home, and save up to a whopping 50% versus park price stroller rentals when you visit kingdomstrollers.com. 
Bluebird.com. Hello, humans. My name is Morty Monster, and I'm... Uh, well, I'm a monster. I'm here as an exchange student from the monster world, where growing up I fell in love with the world of human pop culture. Unfortunately, not a lot of monsters share that passion, so I came here to experience all of these things that I love and to share that passion with all of you. I do this through my YouTube channel with regular video blogs. One of my favorite things to do is film while in the theme parks of Orlando, Florida. Join me in Walt Disney World, Universal Studios, SeaWorld, and more. I'll also be reviewing comic books, web videos, TV shows, movies, and other awesome stuff. Find me on Facebook at facebook.com slash MortyMonster. I'm on Instagram as MortyMonster and friends. I'm also on Twitter as MortyMonsterBFF. From there, you can find a link to my YouTube videos. Please like, subscribe, love, sign up for notifications and more for all the Morty content. I can't wait to share my adventures with all of you. Morty Monster! This is Bill Farmer, and you're listening to Two Men and the Mouse. Folks, 50 years ago this week, something amazing happened. Something magical, something that if you're a listener to this show has filled your life with happy memories, profound experiences, and boundless joy. 50 years ago this week, Walt Disney World officially opened for business. October 1st, 1971 was a day unlike any other where people came from near and far to an obscure city in central Florida to partake in an experience that would launch millions of fantastic memories for decades to come. But what was it like in the Magic Kingdom in 1971? This week for our e-ticket attraction of the week, Pete and I are talking about the opening day of Walt Disney World 50 years ago this week. My friend, this is an exciting time to be a Disney fan. Oh, yeah. I'm so psyched for this. I mean, and I really like going back and looking at old videos of the parks like I like going back and like just typing in a random year from like the 80s or 90s into YouTube and you'll find somebody's like home movies oh I gotta do that that's awesome it's really neat and I like watching like how things have changed but more so how things have kind of stayed the same like Main Street is relatively untouched yeah a lot less trees now than there used to be because sight lines and whatnot it used to be very green like the main hub, especially, used to be very tre- full of trees. Not anymore. Yeah. Um, no, definitely not anymore. Which I think is for the best because you know, you know, maybe not for the earth, but like, you know, for my sight lines for nighttime shows, it, it definitely is a lot better. Right. All right. So, Magic Kingdom or the Walt Disney World Resort in total cost $425 million to build back in the 1970s and 60s. That is approximately, uh, accounting for inflation, $2.7 billion today. Some key dates uh, for the construction of Walt Disney World, which which I will point out to you now. April 15th, 1964. 
a Disney attorney heads to Florida to begin land purchases. June 18, 1964, Disney attorneys finalize large Central Florida land purchase from the Demtree family. May 4, 1965, rumors of an East Coast of Disneyland begin to circulate. So, wow, that stayed quiet for a year. Yeah. June 14th. World yeah. then. Yep. June 14th, 1965, Walt Disney holds planning meetings for the new Florida theme park. June 25th, 1965, an attorney confirms an anonymous buyer has completed all Florida land purchases. November 15th, 1965, Disney formally launches the Disney World Project. September 30th, 1966, many dummy companies are merged uh, into Compass East Corp. December 17th, 1966, Roy O. Disney announces that the park's name will be Walt Disney World. Uh, February 2nd, 1967, Roy O. Disney outlines his late brother's plans. Obviously, Walt has passed away at this point. May 12th, 1967, Lake Buena Vista and Bay Lake are established. May, May 30th, 1967, site prep begins on the Walt Disney World project. September 26th, 1967, the Compass East Corp. becomes the Walt Disney World Company. May 22nd, 1968, Walt Disney Travel Company incorporated in Florida. In April 30th, 1969, Walt Disney World's first official press event takes place. May 6th, 1969, railroad engines are purchased for the Walt Disney World Railroad. April 6th, 1971, Look Magazine reports on the newly complete Walt Disney World. June 28th, 1971, Disney announces plans for an airstrip to be built on Walt Disney World property. I guess that didn't happen. Uh, September 23rd, 1971, the Dapper Dans make their Walt Disney World debut, performing for cast members and families. So that was a little, like, preview that they did. Yeah, nice. Yeah. September 30th, 1971, the Walt Disney World Preview Center closes. So that was the, the preview center that was established to, you know, hype everything up. So opening day, you'd think huge crowds, right? I mean, I would think so. Wrong. Only 10,000 people attended, considered a flop by many. Uh, that's because um, there was a media-generated hysteria about overcrowding, and people also remembered what Disneyland's opening day was like. Of and if you, Yeah, and if you know anything about that, I mean, like, the asphalt that they poured for the sidewalks or, or the, the, you know, for the walkways was still not dry and women's high heeled shoes were sinking into the asphalt and getting stuck. Like it was an absolute mess. Wasn't it like they had no souvenirs? Like, well, it's also the opposite. Like people forged tickets. Yeah. So, you know, they were, they thought they had it on kind of control by printing X amount of tickets. Right. And then people were forging them. So they had way more people than they thought. Right. Stock prices for the Disney company dropped by $9 the day after Walt Disney World opened. That's why like, people were panicking. However, traffic was gridlocked going into Walt Disney World less than six weeks later. Following the opening day after that drop, Disney stock was $15.50 per share. By the 15th anniversary of Walt Disney World, it was $41 a share. Could you imagine like, if you like could go back in time and tell yourself like if you were alive in 1971 and not a child to buy like a bunch of like $15 shares of Disney stock. Be awesome. Yeah. Parking for Walt Disney World on day 1, 50 cents. Now it's 20 $25. Cost of admission, $3.50 for an adult. Uh accounting for inflation that would make it around $20 today. A junior ticket, which I'm not really sure what a junior was, but that was $2.50 and children were $1. Back then, it was called the Walt Disney World Vacation Kingdom, and it consisted of the Magic Kingdom, the Contemporary Resort, 
Disney's Polynesian Village Resort, Fort Wilderness Resort and Campground, and the gol- a couple of golf courses that surrounded the Magic Kingdom area. Now, what's the one big thing that everyone always points out about Disney back then as opposed to Disney today? Attraction tickets, right? Correct. You have some of these ticket books, don't you? I do. But like you wouldn't go back then. You just bought them off like eBay or something, right? Yeah, no, I just I love the the kind of nostalgia about yeah. it. So attraction so back then your admission got you access to the Walt Disney World transportation system uh and any free shows. So that did not include attractions. Attractions were A through E. Uh they were, you know, A, B, C, D, and E depending on with a ticket attractions being like the lowest of the low and e-ticket attractions being the highest of the high. Now attractions, if you were to purchase them by themselves ranged from 10 to 90 cents per attraction, but a package ticket, which was admission plus seven rides would run you $4 and 75 cents per adult. Uh, A couple some cast member memories from opening day. You want to hear about this? Yes, please. Phil Holmes, who later would become the Walt Disney World vice president, says, My very first job on opening day was, for the folks coming over the bridge toward Haunted Mansion, I was the person that was going to take that e-ticket. Breaking the code on that A through e-ticket was a little bit more cumbersome for me than I think you can guess. There were plenty of people that got in that morning on an A-ticket, I'm pretty sure. That's interesting. Mm-hmm. Um, choreographer Forrest Baruth, who later became the Epcot show director, says, In those days... There were no rehearsal facilities. We'd begun rehearsing in parking lots, gyms, schools, church parking lots, wherever we could go. We traveled all over Central Florida getting performers for the parades. And uh, Kevin Myers, who later became the vice president of resort operations, says, One of the huge memories I have from opening day was watching the rope drop on Main Street USA and watching thousands of people stream into the various lands of the park and occupy this place for the very first time ever. You can imagine the fulfillment of Walt's dream that he never got to see come to fruition. And of course, on this day, there was also uh, Roy's Royo Disney uh, gave the commencement or not commencement, but uh, dedication. That's the word I'm looking for. You know, you can find it on YouTube. It's like an hour and a half long, the Walt Disney World uh, opening like TV special yeah, from ABC. I, yeah, I've watched it. Yeah, I actually have it like queued up to watch this week. I, I definitely want I've never watched it before, but I really want to. All right. So now the main thing that I wanted to talk about in this segment, I wanted to talk about the opening day attractions to see what was there at the time, what is still there today, what has gone away, and how it has changed. Okay. So the first thing I want to point out about this is you're not going to see any of the mountains, Space Mountain, Splash Mountain, Big Thunder Mountain. None of them were there on opening day. Yeah. Uh, you're also not going to see um, Pirates of the Caribbean because famously Disney thought that because Pirates of the Caribbean was so popular in Disneyland, people wouldn't want it in Walt Disney World. Plus, you know, Florida, the you know there were pirates around there, and like it was a pirate haven. So you know, it might be a little too close to home. Well, let me tell you, you know who wanted to go on Pirates of the Caribbean at Walt Disney World? Pete, everybody. Yep. And they were constantly asked when Pirates of the Caribbean was coming until they finally caved to the pressure. The Country Bear Jamboree. That was open on day one. Day one attraction. Day one attraction. Uh, and so it's gone through a lot of changes over the years. The show, however, now kind of remains mostly unchanged, uh, you know, with all of its like awesomely inappropriate songs. Uh, it was it did. It has made a couple changes over the years. It was when I first saw it in 1987. It was the Country Bear Vacation Hoedown where they played a lot of like contemporary music like on the road again and stuff like that. 
the Dapper Dans, day one. They have been a fixture. Apparently pre-day pre one. Yeah, yeah, doing that doing that preview. So the Dapper Dans have been delighting on Main Street. Main Street. Would you consider, I was thinking about this the other day while I was in Magic Kingdom. Would you consider the Dapper Dans to be a park-specific character? I think I kind of would because they are, it is such a, like a, like a, you know, a staple of Walt Disney World. I, I don't think I would. I don't think it it's what you think of when you think of character and the interaction of character and knowing a character. I, I don't think it's the same thing. Right, right, right. Um, Dumbo, the flying elephant. Day one. But of course, that was in a much different place. Obviously, it's in Fantasyland. Yeah. Uh, but, you know, it was, um, you know, right behind the castle by the carousel. And when they did the new Fantasyland renovations, they ended up taking Dumbo, moving it over to Storybook Circus, creating a second Dumbo, and creating an indoor queue area. Because if you remember, Peter Mandel, that queue for Dumbo was disgusting in the beginning. <laughs> I uh, yeah I I don't I'm sure I did it but man I did that wasn't something I frequented yeah at the time they had the fantasy in the sky fireworks so fireworks have been a day one fixture now we're getting a brand new fireworks show uh you know coming in fifty years later but yeah fantasy in the sky fireworks which we talked about in our fireworks episode you can go find that folks the Frontierland shooting arcade fifty years that thing has been there Pete it's wild. 50 years and i'm sure back then it actually shot like pellets or whatever whereas now it's all infrared lasers i uh, there, there's got to be cast members who have stories about that oh i'm sure i'm sure the hall of presidents day one attraction obviously this was a big dream of waltz to have the hall of presidents at the time the president of the united states was richard nixon so um yeah Hall of Presidents, day one fixture, still continues to this day, just reopened. I have not been to the new one yet, but I've heard people tell me it's good. The Haunted Mansion, day one attraction. I would say probably the like the marquee attraction at this point. Um, yeah, I wonder if that's something that kind of grew to cult status or if that was like a day one, like unbelievable ride, you know? Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I think it, it will debut in Disneyland first. So, uh, you know, I, I would assume it had some hype behind it. Small World debu- debuted on day one. And, you know, Walt Disney World is a small world. I mean, obviously, they've, they've like made it, they've updated it somewhat, but they never did like what they did with Disneyland where they started adding IP into it. It's still mostly unchanged. Right. The Jungle Cruise, day one. Um, you know, obviously this was a major hit and, you know, everybody loves the Jungle Cruise. Yeah. The Walt's original idea for the Jungle Cruise was to have live animals, but obviously you can't really predict what live animals are going to do. It was supposed to be more of a serious attraction first. We did a whole episode when we did our, um, when we were doing our, um, Adventureland episode during our uh, round the world tour. We touched a lot on the history of the Jungle Cruise. Now, what did you think of the Jungle Cruise movie? Did you see it? Yeah, I liked it. I loved it. I was not expecting to enjoy it, and I really ended up liking it. My one yeah, thing I liked was it a lot. my one thing was I was like, you know what, this movie never needs a sequel. Like, um, I, I'm cool with sequel. I was like, I feel like I got everything I could get out of these characters, and I feel like going back uh, listen, to them is this movie is just like the Mummy, or you know, yeah. It's... Well, they've already I, announced a sequel, so I'm wrong. Yeah, I'm down. All right, the um, the Mad Tea Party. When's the last time you think you've done the Mad Tea Party? 
I stopped doing it a while ago. Yeah. Um, do your kids like you know, to do it still or? No, they did when they were really young, but they both kind of just gradually phased out of it. So I was happy to do my last time on it. And when eventually at a certain point you realize that like feeling nauseous is not really fun. That's terrible. Yeah. I the thing I like the most with the Mad Tea Party is that they typically all have the character meet and greet right outside of it. You know, Alice, Mad Hatter, the Tweedles, you know, whoever whoever's there on that day. They've got uh, a couple Fab Fifty uh statues right outside of it. I believe they have the Mad Hatter and the Cheshire Cat out there. They also had the Magic Kingdom afternoon parade and evening parade back then. So two parades. I can't wait for um you know the parade to come back i really miss um festival of fantasy huh okay would you say that's your favorite parade ever no No? i'm not really a huge fan of parades well if you had to pick a parade if i had to pick a parade that i love it would be the and forgive me probably has the name but the halloween party parade oh the boo to you uh, yeah i mean that was just my favorite it had so many things you don't normally get to see yep and it's got you know boo to you Mm -hmm. Um, I would love to see a video of what those parades were like back then. At the main, yeah, en- yeah. At the- so at the main entrance, you also had the Main Street vehicles. The Main Street vehicles have always been a staple. So what did you have there? You had um, the vehicles were fire truck, horse drawn streetcars, horseless carriages, a jitney vehicle, and an omnibus. A lot of those still there today. Yeah. Right. I just I love that Main Street is just like this timeless kind of like place that doesn't really change. Well, I mean, that's the whole thing, right? Yeah. That's why you can keep all the even those vehicles because exactly. it's supposed to be old timey. Another opening day attraction, Peter Pan's flight at a time when the wait time for it was probably justified because it was right <laughs> on par technologically with everything else. Yeah. Still to this day, don't understand it. And it's an omni mover too. Like it loads consistently. What is what? Why? Why people? Someone please explain it to me. Prince Charming's Regal Carousel still there to this day. I've never gone on it. What? That's crazy. Yeah, I know. I've just never like I've been on many carousels throughout my life, but obviously this carousel was a carousel they actually found in Maplewood, New Jersey back that back in the day. They transported it. They refurbished it. They redid all the horses, uh, you know, since then. And I, I really liked it. It plays like classic Disney music. It plays like Mary Poppins and all sorts of cool stuff. Be our guest. You know, it's funny. I bet you've never been on a carousel like this. And I've been on a ton of carousels also, but this thing is huge. Yeah. I mean, I've seen the size. You don't of realize it. how big it, big it is until you're on it and you see like the depth of it. Right. It's, it's enormous. Right. Also debuting at this time, Snow White's Scary Adventure. Uh, of course, that has been replaced by Princess Fairytale Hall, and their new Snow White attraction is the Seven Dwarfs Mine Train. Do you miss Snow White's Scary Adventure at all? No, I mean, I still ride it when I go to Disneyland. Um, yeah, what when I, really, I ride it there, I'm not like, oh, this is a must-do. What I've really found interesting about Snow White's Scary Adventure is that in the original version of it, you never saw Snow White. Because correct, you, you were supposed to like be her. Right? You were supposed to be Snow White, so like seeing everything through her eyes. But then I think that kind of got. I think that artistic vision got lost on people, so they ended yep. up having to put Snow White in and making it less scary because apparently it was like really terrifying back in the day. It's like Alien Encounter, but with Snow White. <laughs> the Swiss Family Treehouse, aka the Many Stairs Ride. 
Uh, which, you know, when's the last time you think you've done the Swiss Family Treehouse? Not counting the Tarzan Treehouse in Disneyland. Um, I'll say I've done it within the last five years. Mm-hmm. Uh, the Tomorrowland Speedway. Day one attraction. Of course, it's called Autopia over in Disneyland. Has not Correct. changed much over the years. Uh, yeah. And that, that cue is uh, you bake in the sun. The Walt Disney World Railroad, obviously. Um, that was the... It only, but back then, it only had one station, and that was Main Street USA. The Frontierland station would not open until a year late, uh, until about a year later in 1972. I miss you know that's one thing that I really have been missing is not even going on the train, just seeing the train going around. Yeah, hearing the train. Like I get that. I miss. I've been missing that because we haven't had the train since they started building Tron. We will obviously have the train again at some point, but you know that's going to be whenever they finish building Tron. Walt Disney's Enchanted Tiki Room, also a day one attraction. A lot of people thought that the Carousel of Progress was a day one attraction, but that actually didn't come around until January 15th, 1975. So the Tiki Room was the big... Now, why is that? Was it in California? I'm not sure. Like, it was still at Disneyland, right? Because, I mean, that was from the World's Fair. Yes, it was from the World's Fair, but yeah, they did And then didn't... they brought it to Disneyland? Yes, I'd stayed there for a while, and then I guess they brought it here later. I think so. I, I can't. I, I don't want to be. I don't want to be quoted on that. But when we did our Tomorrowland episode, I believe we did talk about that. But you know, it's a lot of information to hold on to in one's head, Peter Mandel. Absolutely. Uh, so you know, those were the opening day attractions. But it seems like Tomorrowland really didn't have much at the time. It was kind of just the Speedway, huh? Yeah, and the Skyway. The Skyway was there as well. So let's talk a bit about what restaurants and shops were there as well. So when the Walt Disney World Railroad debuted, it included the Walter E. Disney, the Lily Bell, and the Roger E. Brogy locomotives. This was one single round trip. You were you were taking it for the experience of the train not to get from one place to another. In the town square, you had the town square cafe, which was not yet themed to Lady and the Tramp. So it was not Tony's town square cafe. It was just the town square cafe. Right. On Main Street, you had the Market House Store, the Camera Center, the Coca-Cola Refreshment Corner, the House of Magic Shop, which now there's signage again for the House of Magic, but it is not a magic shop. It's just part of the Emporium. The Penny Arcade, uh, the Main Street Confectionery Shop, of course, we just talked about reopening. The Emporium Store, which has now encompassed all of the left side of Main Street USA. The Main Street Bake Shop, the New Century Clock Shop. The Main Street Cinema Attraction, because it was an actual movie theater back then, and the Crystal Palace Restaurant, which at the time did not have Winnie the Pooh theming. Adventureland, you had the Adventureland Veranda Restaurant, uh, the uh, and the Sunshine Pavilion Attraction, also known as Tropical Serenade, sponsored by the Florida Citrus Growers. So that was, you know, you got the little orange bird in there. Uh, then you had Bear Country. It was not... Uh, which was just Country Bear Jamboree. Fantasyland, you had the Pinocchio Village House. That was day one. That's still there, obviously. You also had uh, Mr. Toad's Wild Ride, which I forgot to mention during the attractions. Um, the Mickey Mouse Review Audio Animatronic Musical Attraction. And the Skyway to Tomorrowland. Frontierland, the Frontier Trading Post Shop was there, which is still there. Pecos Bill's Cafe Restaurant is still there. You had the Mike Fink Keelboats attraction, along with the Mile Long Bar and the Diamond Horseshoe Review. 
So a lot of this stuff is still there. Obviously, the Mike the Mike Fink keelboat's not there. Correct. Liberty Square. Uh, you had the Columbia Harbor House, the Heritage House Shop, the Liberty Tree Tavern Restaurant, and in Tomorrowland, you had the Mickey's Mart Store and Tomorrowland Terrace. And then, of course, in Cinderella's Castle at the time, you had King Stephen's Banquet Hall. So those were all of your... Um, those were all your uh, your your shops and restaurants there, and a couple of other attractions that I had missed. A couple of other attractions that opened up later on. The Liberty Square Riverboat actually opened the day after Walt Disney World opened oh, on October second. So technically, maybe the only day two attraction. Yes, day two attraction, Liberty Square Riverboat, October second, nineteen seventy one. Uh, go about you know. Less than a month later, October 24th, 1971, the electric water pageant debuts in the Seven Seas Lagoon. Uh, May 1st, 1972, the Walt Disney World Railroad gets a new station in Frontierland. In June 17th, 1972, we see the debut of the Main Street Electrical Parade. May 20th, 1973, Tom Sawyer Island comes around. I guess that was just an island that had nothing on it at the time. Yeah, that's interesting. I wonder what it looked like. Yeah. December 17th, 1973, we got Pirates of the Caribbean. So it took two years. January 15th, 1975, Splash Mountain debuts. January 15th, 1975, also Carousel of Progress debuts. I wonder which one had the longer line. You know what? I bet you Carousel of Progress had a long line that day. Hmm. Yeah, probably. At the time, it was so, like, breaking. Yeah, there's probably some hype, right? Yeah. July 1st, 1975, we got the Tomorrowland Transit Authority People Mover. If you can imagine a uh, Tomorrowland with that. Tomorrowland was really bare bones when this opened up. Really yep. bare bones. September 23rd, 1980, Big Thunder Mountain. June 18th, 1988, Mickey's Country House and Judge's Tent. That was uh, what would eventually become Mickey's Toontown Fair. June 18th, 1988, the Walt Disney World Railroad opened the Fantasyland Station. October 1st, 1990, which was eventually the, you know, now it's the Storybook Circus Station. October 1st, 1991, Spectrum Magic debuts. Nine, July 17th, 1992, Splash Mountain. Um, oh, I'm sorry. January 15th, 1975 was Space Mountain. I misread that. So Space Mountain and Carousel of Progress debut on the same day, kind of opening up more of Tomorrowland. If okay. that makes sense. Uh, July 17th, 1992, Splash Mountain opens. I know somebody was yelling at their radio when I said that. February 25th, 1995, The Astro Orbiter. Eight, April 15th, 1996, Donald's Boat and Minnie's Country House. June 1st, 1996, The Toontown Hall of Fame uh, with Fairies and Princesses. October 1st, 1996, The Barnstormer. Uh, January 1st, 1997, Shrunken Ned's Junior Jungle Boats. October 7th, 1998, Buzz Lightyear's Space Ranger Spin. June 15th, 1999, The Many Adventures of Winnie the Pooh. July 1st, 1999, Storytime with Belle. June 1st, 2000, Fantasyland Woodwind Society. June 20th, 2000, Main Street Philharmonic. May 23rd, 2001, The Magic Carpets of Aladdin. October 1st, 2001, Share a Dream Come True Parade. October 8th, 2003, Mickey's Philhar Magic. October 9th, 2003, Wishes. November 16th, 2004, Stitch's Great Escape. December 1st, 2004, Main Street Trolley Show. September 1st, 2005, Pooh's Playful Spot. September 30th, 2005, Happy Hallowishes Fireworks. Um, August 10th, 2006, The Disney's Dreams Comes True Parade. September 30th, 2006, Dream Along with Mickey. April 2nd, 2007, Monsters Incorporated Laugh Floor. 
Uh, December 1st, 2002, Mickey's Once Upon a Christmas Time Parade. July 3rd, 2008, Disney's Celebrate America, a 4th of July concert in the sky. April 1st, 2011, we started to meet Mickey at the Town Square Theater, where he is currently. Uh, also, there was also a princess meet and greet at the time. July 15th, 2011, we got Tinkerbell's Magical Nook. February 22nd, 2012, Sorcerers of the Magic Kingdom. February 29th, 2012, Disney's Up All Night Dance Party. May 18th, we got the Merida Fairytale Garden. June 15th, 2012, we got the Casey's Junior Splash and Soak Station. Uh, October 4th, 2012, we got the Pete's, we got Pete's Silly Sideshow. December 6th, 2012, we got Enchanted Tales of Belle, Meeting Ariel at her grotto, The Royal Majesty Makers, the Storybook Circus Giggle Gang, Under the Sea Journey of the Little Mermaid, and Wowzer the Clown, who I'm really glad I never met. <laughs> <laughs> May 31st, we got a Pirate's Adventure, Treasures of the Seven Seas. September 18th, 2013, we got Princess Fairytale Hall. December 9th, 2013, we got the Incredible Tomorrowland Expo. March 9th, 2014, the Disney Festival of Fantasy Parade. April 20th, 2014, a meet and greet with Anna and Elsa at Princess Fairytale Hall. May 20th, 2014, Tinkerbell moved into the Town Square Theater. May 28th, 2014, Seven Dwarfs Mine Train. Uh, June 17th, 2016, Mickey's Royal Friendship Fair. October 2nd, 2016, The Muppets present Great Moments in American History. Uh, November 4th, 2016, we got Once Upon a Time. May 12th, 2017, Happily Ever After Fireworks. In January 18th, 2019, The Move It, Shake It, Mouse Can Dance at Street Party. And then uh, now coming up, October 21st, Disney Enchantment with 2022 being the rough time for the tron light cycle power run so there you go a history of the magic kingdom and it's a yeah that's a pretty good uh that's a pretty good run they've had huh yeah not bad for 50 years huh right all right well that does that's everything i got anything you want to add about the magic kingdom i you know i'm really excited about going i kind of feel like um some of the you know like the iridescent blues that they're using yeah um you know, at first I was like, oh, this is kind of lame and kind of like nondescript, but I'm kind of getting excited as I see more like merchandise. Yeah, the, so the, the really merch has been pretty neat. Yeah, I've enjoyed it. So, but here's so now here's the thing for you guys that are looking for merch for the 50th. Right now, it's only available in the Emporium and World of Disney. I looked in Epcot the other day, nothing. Well, that's quick about the change. So, you think so? Yeah, I think they're gonna. I asked, cast member the, I asked a cast member at the creation shop, and, and they had no idea if it was coming there or not. Which, I was like, it's not like Disney to, like, limit their earning potential by doing something like that. You know? Yeah, give, give it a couple weeks. Yeah. All right, well, this is exciting. So, the my plans for the 50th, I'm going to try to get there. I don't know if it's going to happen. I have a... Um, I have a tick. I have a reservation for Hollywood because that's all I was able to get. Um, you know, I had a reservation for Epcot, uh, but then you know something happened one day. Yeah, one of your good friends completely just did you wrong on that. <laughs> Thankfully, I was able to get the. Um, uh, Pete messaged me and was like, "Oh, they've got Magic Kingdom available for." Um, I thought I was helping, by the no, way. No, and I, I, I know, and I'm not angry at you for this. No, in no way. And so I was like, oh, cool. So I, I canceled my Epcot reservation, tried to get Magic Kingdom, couldn't get it, couldn't get Epcot back. Thankfully, I was able to get Hollywood Studios. <laughs> uh, so my plan is to try to hop over to Magic Kingdom on the on at 2 p.m. If there's ever going to be a day 
where hopping is not possible due to capacity, it's going to be this day. Yeah, I guess that's when we're going to find out, huh? We don't really know what kind of capacity Disney is is feeling right now. Nope. We know that they've raised it. We just kind of don't really know what percentage it is. I have a feeling they may up it to 100% that day. Uh, I I guess a lot of it depends on cast member, uh, you know, workage. Yep. So... All right. I mean, and they've they've made no announcements about like you can't park hop to Magic Kingdom on this day, which I was I've been looking out for. So we're, we're gonna see. We're 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 gonna see. All right. Um, you watch any Star Wars Visions? I have not yet. I watched a little bit. I watched the first one. I thought the first one was really was really cool. Like yeah, the, the first one I was like, wow, I'd watch a whole series of this. But um, I'll get to it eventually. Yeah, I um I'm also gonna be getting to the Bad Batch eventually that's that's kind of yeah that's a good time yeah i've heard i've heard good things so now i I have to try to i have to try it out all right anything else you want to touch on this week any pop culture stuff that's got your attention or no it's been a pretty boring week on my end to be honest with you yeah no i hear you i hear you all right well then uh without any further ado that's gonna do for two men in the mouse this week folks thank you so much for joining us we love having you guys here and we hope you guys all enjoy this 18 month most magical celebration on earth 50th anniversary of Walt Disney World. Folks, if you love our buddy Peter Mandel, check him out at Rogue Comics over in Cranford, New Jersey at 105 North Union Avenue, Cranford, New Jersey 07016, or go to RogueComics.com where you can find a link to Pete's eBay store if you are planning a trip to Walt Disney World, Disneyland, Disney Cruise Adventures by Disney, any, any Disney resort throughout the known world, or Aulani in Hawaii. Uh, please check out our buddy Dave Weigert of Magical Travel who will plan your Disney or Universal vacation for you at no additional cost to you. And if you're going to be here in Orlando and you want to rent a crib or stroller, please check out our buddies over at KingdomStrollers.com who will rent you the crib or stroller of your dreams and deliver it right to your Disney resort. And folks, for me, please check out my stuff, my books, the Ross and Annie series, all of them up on uh, Kindle and paperback. And uh, four out of the five are currently available uh, via audiobook with the fifth one coming like a freight train. Um, I doubt it's going to release before the end of the year, but hopefully sometime in the first quarter of 2022. It's a long one. So, you know, it's taking a little bit for the audiobook to get finished. Uh, but my narrator has sent me some proofs and it sounds awesome and I'm very excited to share it with you guys. And of course, the Morty Monster YouTube channel can always be found at youtube.com slash Morty Monster. Instagram, Morty Monster and Friends, TikTok, Morty Monster and Friends, and Facebook at Facebook.com slash Morty Monster. If we're able to get in for the 50th anniversary, there will be a Morty Monster video commemorating it, and we will also be doing uh, some New York Comic Con stuff. So check it out. All right. Well, that does it for this week. Pete, any closing words? I can't wait to see what we do next week. All right. But folks, please keep the magic alive every day of your lives, and we will see you next week on Two Men and the Mouse. So there's a great big beautiful tomorrow Shining at the end of every day There's a great big beautiful tomorrow Just a dream away If you're standing, please hold on to the handrails and stay clear of the doors until the monorail stops completely and the doors open. If this concludes your visit, we hope you've had a wonderful time and will return home safely. Thank you for traveling with us.